Welcome to the New Work Revolution podcast on NewWorkRevolution.com. Take your business leadership to the next level and join the revolution. Here's your host, Brandon Allen. All right, welcome back to the New Work Revolution podcast. This is Brandon Allen, and I am excited about another, hopefully you think, great show this week. But I want to talk a little bit about our employees' behavior and how we respond to that behavior as leaders. And as I talk with leaders and I talk with business owners about employee-related issues, one theme that comes up time and again is an employee doesn't do something that they're supposed to do, and our response ultimately in that situation is we're pissed off that our employee didn't do something that we needed them to do. And we take that failure personal. So when an employee doesn't perform, we feel like it's somehow a slight to the business. It's a slight to our leadership. And we make the situation completely about us. The problem with that approach is it's very much an ego-driven approach, right? It says that our employees exist to make us look good. The whole reason our employees exist is to make us look good. Now, I'm not saying that they're not there to help make the business look good because they are, but we can take the employee failure personally and we can take it too far. So when I when, when we're talking about employee failure, it's when an employee fails, it's more about them than it is about us. And I'll share a story about myself. When I started out in the corporate world as an employee, I think I was one of those employees that that was just really frustrating as an individual. And look, I I can be frustrating to work with now, but back then you would get flashes of brilliance with a whole bunch of other bullshit that as a manager you probably didn't want to put up with. I came late to work often. I came to work maybe sometimes giving it a half effort because I was hung over from partying the night before or just times where I just didn't take it as seriously as I could have. So I was not a great employee, but I had mentors and people who took the time to invest in me. And probably one of the most important conversations that I had early on in my career was with my boss's boss who sat down with me and said, hey, Brandon, I got to talk to you about some things. He's like, hey, I really think that you can do a great job here, but you won't do a great job here and you won't get promoted and do the things that you want to do if you don't grow up. Now, I hated hearing that at the time, but what if he had just said, you know what? You're a piece of junk. I can't use you. I'm so pissed off with having to have this conversation with you again and again. Get out. Now, he didn't take that route, that route but he took the time to invest in me, and I actually gave the company almost a decade of some pretty good years. There are some good things that I did. I went from being kind of a, a really frustrating up-and-down employee to a pretty consistently uh, solid-to-great employee for a long time. Now, the biggest issue that I faced in the future of my career is that I didn't love what I did, and that was hard to overcome from there. But, you know, we take an employee, we take employee failure, and we recognize that, look, I train this employee, I give this employee a paycheck, and we just think, why don't they do their damn job? Why doesn't our employee do their damn job? That's what I pay them to do. Do your job. And in the end, 
I want to move out of that mindset of why don't they do their job and move into that mindset of someone who really wants to help and support this person and say, how do I get this employee to the next level? How do I help them take that next step? How do I get them there? So here are some ways to kind of take an employee failure and make it about the employee and not about you. Here's how we make this the employee's issue, not your issue. Number one, we have to recognize that employees are hurting themselves primarily when they fail. I'm not saying that we don't lose customers, that it doesn't affect other teammates, but ultimately the person who's going to be most affected by their failure is the employee. We have to recognize that for them to take full ownership of this issue, we need to make it fully their problem. Look, this is your problem. This is your problem that needs to be addressed. This is your problem that needs to be fixed. Where we go wrong is when we try to make it our problem and we try to step in and address whatever the issue is that we need, we think needs to be addressed. So the second thing is, is recognizing that our team wants to do a good job. Now, I know this is weird for some owners to think about because you're probably looking at a team member right now that you feel like is probably working against you, like their whole purpose is to sabotage you. But I think for the most part, I'm going to say 90 to 95% of the time, your employees want to do a good job. So think about this. Your employee doesn't get up in the morning and look themselves in the mirror and say, you know what, I just want to go in and suck at work today. I can't wait to do as mediocre of a job as I possibly can and ruin our teammates. Now, we can create environments where they may want to work against us because of the environment that we create as a leader. A great example of that is if you've seen the movie Office Space, that's an environment that gets created where people actively work against it because they don't feel like the company has the best interests of the employee at heart. So you've got to be careful as a leader to create an environment where people feel supported. And if we do that, then employees want to come in and do a good job. And if they don't, it doesn't mean that it's because they don't want to. It just means that they either don't know how or they need some support and accountability in their life to get them to the next step. That was me as an employee. I needed some accountability in my life and some support so I could recognize that my behavior wasn't okay. Now, if someone had enabled that behavior, that behavior probably would have continued and I would have flailed in mediocrity for much longer, probably failing my way out of a job eventually. But luckily, someone invested in my career and, and, and helped me get through that, recognizing that I wanted to do great, even if I didn't show up 100% that way all the time. So this comes to the last mindset that I think is so critical for leaders to have when they're engaging failed team members is we need to have the mindset of a coach. Be a coach. Don't be a disciplinarian. Don't be a taskmaster, but be a coach who wants to see your team do better and raise their level of performance. That's what I had in my life. That's what I've tried to be to my employees. And that's what I do now as a profession is coaching people through their next step. And I always ask leaders this that I'm coaching with because they get so irritated when people need help and support is that what the hell are we doing right now on this phone call together? Or what are we doing in this meeting together? We're doing coaching because you need support getting help to the next level. Why would we think that our employees are any different? They need a coach. They need support to get them to the next level. They need another perspective. They need someone to talk through a situation for them. They need someone who's walked in their shoes to help them get to that next level. They need 
a coach. You've got to show up and be a coach. So when you see a situation happen with your team that you don't love, that you feel like is destructive, ask yourself how you can coach them through that situation. Now, when I coach people, I don't take ownership for their problems. I help them see it, and I help them come up with their own solution to fixing the problem because, as we said in the the beginning, employees are hurting themselves primarily when they fail. This is their problem. It's not your problem as a coach. I need to recognize this to help them. So when you look at a team, a team member that's failing, that is not doing well, think about the mindsets that you need to have. Number one, recognizing that the employee ultimately is hurting themselves. They're not hurting you. They can hurt you long-term, although they could hurt you short-term. Number two, your team wants to do great. You've got to believe that there's greatness inside of them and they want to do great. And the last thing is, is you've got to have the mindset of a coach to really help coach them through that particular situation. So the next time someone fails in your organization, in your office, get your ego out of the way and recognize that that's a time where your employee needs some help. They need you to meet them where they are at and help them bring them along to their journey of success. And this is where understanding their goals and and what they want to achieve is very important so we can help them take that next step. I promise you, if you take this approach with your team and stop taking failure so personally and stop getting so angry about poor performance and instead have a servant mindset of how do I serve this person and really help them overcome this, you will have longer lasting and better performing employees. So when you think about what are the keys to retention in my business or my unit of work, think about how you can invest in their failure to help them achieve the success that they're looking for. And when you do that, that employee is going to be more successful. And as a result, all of your team is going to be more successful. You're going to be happier as a leader, and you're going to create the kind of culture that people want to engage in and are going to thrive in long term. So hopefully you got some nuggets out of this week's podcast. If you have any questions, go to newworkrevolution.com. Hit me up about it. Uh, Right now, I've got the high-level execution blueprint as a giveaway on the site, so make sure you go check it out. And if you thought this podcast was helpful or if you know of a leader who could utilize this information, please share it with social media, share it with your friends and colleagues, and I would be most grateful if you did. So again, I want to thank you for listening to this week's show. We will talk to you again next week. Thanks for listening to the New Work Revolution podcast on newworkrevolution.com. Until next time, take your business leadership to the next level and join the revolution.